Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat. All these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie. Hey, it's Captain Justin Leet with Chasing the Sun TV. Join me and Meredith for the best fish in action along the coast of Panama City Beach. Tune in to new episodes every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. River Rats, you are listening to the River Certified Podcast with Spencer Bauer and Ryan Tassler and an array of guests where we cover the fun, interesting, and sometimes rugged parts of spending life on or near the water. So, Joe, what's what's your summer fishing been like? I saw you got out early, but I haven't seen anything lately. Oh, it's just <clears throat> with being a farmer, man, it takes up a lot of your time. Now yeah. I hear more excuses. First no, it was seriously. the darts, and now it's <laughs> it, the, the job. Like the springtime and the fall is the hardest time for me. Dude, it's August. <laughs> no, for fishing-wise. Right, yeah. so what are you and been doing June and July? Fishing, though. Yeah. Uh, it depends for on me, what you're fishing because for. Because I'm not going for the big uglies like you guys are. I'm usually going for walleyes out the gate. Hey, yeah. speaking of big uglies... I find a little bit of enjoyment how that term has just spread around <laughs> ever since I started dropping it, and it it'll show up in like random places. You'll yeah. you'll see a Facebook post that's recommended for me for a group I'm not a part of, and somebody be like, "Got on the big uglies last night." <laughs> like, yes, it is a pretty cool saying, though. Really, yeah, it kind of describes my whole college career. Right, right, <laughs> and. <laughs> And your face. <laughs> now the the actually it was stolen. I I didn't coin the term. They the the term big ugly is used for uh, black drum in freshwater or freshwater saltwater. Yeah, they called them big uglies. And I'm, when first time I heard that, I'm like, flatheads are like freshwater big uglies. And I just kind of started calling them big uglies. <laughs> Migrated it. Yeah, <laughs> moved north. But Whenever, anyway, uh, less excuses, more talking about the fishing you right. did, didn't do. Like when your videos all started way back in the day, we went crazy and went and bought kayaks, every whisker seeker rod. I mean, everything from whisker seeker is what I could buy. And uh, we went pretty hard for a couple of years, but it's hard to get everybody's schedule lined up because me on a solo trip, it's just not as fun. Yeah, it's not, but it's necessary once in a while. See, the funny thing for me is I'm the opposite right now. It's like I fish with other people so much. I'm like trying to carve out some time just to fish by myself. Yeah. That was me last week. I had a Wednesday. I didn't have a guide trip scheduled. Mm-hmm. I just went. 
And I had to get payback. And you got it. So <laughs> mission accomplished all the way around. Spencer and I went on a uh, scout trip to a spot that we wanted to kind of check out, just see if the boats would be able to get there. And right. could not. <laughs> it, was really? very, it was a very ugly trip. It got there. But we got and there. And it got back. With some effort. Right. <laughs> not guide trip approved. <laughs> uh, it's, and it's tough. In the you know We only stick with the raccoon here close to home. Yeah. And during the middle of the summer, it gets low enough, and you got to wait it down kayak. It's bulky already. Yeah. And it sucks dragging kayaks. Dude. Well, that's the crazy thing about a jet boat is on plane, it'll go through stuff. You have to drag a kayak. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I hear anyway. I wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Well, I was going to finish my story about the payback. Okay. So Spencer and I struggle and we finally get to the first spot that was kind of worth fishing yeah it's still only two and a half three foot deep it was three or four it's not it's not a bad spot like (laughs) there there are fish there yeah as we'll we'll come to hear about so we set up and i get a decent bite you know know why they bit yours because I was right on that log. They, they knew not me. That's why. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> so early, I, I shank one, and I'm pissed at myself. And and then I get a big bite, like one that hit, hits a 10-inch bullhead. Every bit of it, yeah. And, and it hit perfectly, and I shank it. It hit like, I oh. mean, a small fish will eat that bait, but it... It ate that bait like a big foot fish would. <laughs> it yeah. was cocky about it. So I was really licking my wounds after the second one. I was I was pretty deflated. Yeah. So I was thinking about it all week, all week. And usually every other Wednesday I got a guide trip. So, but that that was my guide trip Wednesday, and I had nobody booked. So I'm like, eh, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Sneaking so out. So I uh, grabbed the kayak out of the barn and dusted her off and took a solo trip down to get revenge and it, luckily it paid off sweet and do you want to talk about the revenge yeah i was you caught a fish it was like 9 30 and uh another big bullhead and it loaded up the rod i teed it up uh and it was a good fish and my reel popped off my rod like literally <laughs> oh, popped God. out of my rod <laughs> so i don't know how i didn't lose a fish because of course all the pressure went off the fish oh yeah and so i'm fumbling around and i've got a video of it that i can't somehow get downloaded it's on my computer but i can't get it on like facebook or oh you had a had it on a gopro yes okay so i ram the back of the reel into the rod and then i'm holding the front of the reel with my left hand Mm -hmm. while i try to reel with my right hand and it's going well for a (laughs) while and then it gets up to the kayak and takes a dive and pops the reel back out and then all the slack goes in the line again. Oh, and, no. And then it gets wrapped in my other rod. Hey, so remember got, when you were talking shit on Trish fighting <laughs> the fish? <laughs> and then you mentioned something about clients who miss fish. And yeah. I'm pretty sure both of the things you complained about have occurred in this storyline. Yeah, absolutely. It went from missing absolutely. fish to getting owned by a fish. <laughs> and it ended up in the boat. It did. That's just like Just like Trish's. <laughs> you know... Just so, pointing some things out here. So I got it on my lap, and I finally just have to exhale, and I'm undoing knots because it wrapped up the other line. And so I got it on the grippers. I got it back in the water, and then I pulled it out, took a weight on it, and 
sent her home. So sweet. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty fun. And then I stayed till that was nine thirty. Mm-hmm. Stayed till twelve thirty. Didn't get another bite. Then I had to walk my kayak about a mile upstream to get back. <laughs> it's a fun mile, you know, yeah, especially when you're rewarding, dragging. Though, really, it was. Am- I was so amazed at how many three quarter to pound and a half carp I saw on my walk up. I bet there was thousand quillback. No, they were they were regular carp. I bet they're quillback. I saw them with my headlamp. I'll bet you a hundred dollars <laughs> of quillback. We'll do that. We'll throw a net on them, and then you can give me a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bet there. Uh, he hasn't agreed to it the yet. The ones I saw may not still be there. Yeah, they are, and they're still quillback. <laughs> That's the thing about that river. The only fish in that river are flatheads and quillback. Yeah. That's and like literally all that's in there. Yeah, they're everywhere, thousand. everywhere. Like hitting my legs and shit. I'm like, come on. That's what they do. <laughs> they're wonderful bait, though. I bet. What were we talking about before that? Where you're like, I'm going to go finish my story. Oh, the boat. Yes. The reason why my boat's a pooch. Yeah. So I, uh, a guy we both know shot me a message because probably two weeks ago he, he messaged me and asked how my boat was doing. I said, it's a piece of junk. You know, <laughs> get up on plane. <laughs> it's underpowered. You know, I'm like, it'll, it'll do for now, but I need a new boat. So he sends me a message, said he was heading through, and asked for my address. So I gave him my address, he stopped by, and we took the boat apart. Well, my impeller, that sucks the water up mm-hmm. into the motor. Do you have, I kind of want to see it. I, it's back together now, because I don't know if my But boat, when you take it apart? Yeah, with, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll send it to you. Yeah. <laughs> but there is a I'm just imagining one that looks like a dragon chewed on. It's unbelievable. <laughs> There's a, like a golf ball size hole, and this all runs on pressure. Right. So the tighter the seal, the more power you're going to get. I've had to replace a couple on some outboard motors too. Yeah, and this is. But you're thinking of a water pump, like an impeller. Right. Like this is the giant metal impeller that sucks water in to run the uh, jet. That's the only way the jet will move. I got is you. It's, it's got to have this pressure to suck it up. Well, now we realize why my motor's such a pud. It's because it doesn't have that pressure because it's got a slight leak. <laughs> right. <laughs> slight leak. I think it's got to be one sixteenth of an inch away from the sleeve, and you don't want chunks missing. No. <laughs> that would be useful. Yeah. Even, even with the outboard motors, you don't want any chunks missing. <laughs> well, well you're talking about. I had a 25 horse Johnson. Are you talking about the prop or are you talking about the water pump? Yeah, the water pump. Well, the jet's still out. got a water pump, too. Oh, it does? Which I was going to get to. As much sand as it's been ran through that thing, yeah. probably be a good idea to look at that, too. Right. And I, uh, I got a flush adapter coming, too, so I can flush it out. Oh, nice. Yeah. So moving, I, moving on up in the so world. So I got an impeller, I got a sleeve, and I got a flush adapter on the way. They just got shipped out today. So they're coming from Missouri. That's awesome. So what did you say you saw on props? Are you talking about the impeller water? Yeah, the impeller, like there's a stream that shoots out for, for our outboards. Yeah. Because we, yeah. we mainly fish there, majority every, of lakes. Every outboard is water-cooled. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it would it would just spit or spatter, spit or spatter. That's not think. good. Uh, no. That's not good. Not for them motors. <laughs> no. So we, we shut it off. We had to ro- – we're at Brushy. There's trees everywhere, yeah. you know, so we're – pushing off every tree to try to get back to the boat ramp did you try to blow the pee hole try that's always step one right blow the pee hole well i got rid of them i'm just a 
I'm all kayak now. Yeah. Like everywhere I go, we've been to South Dakota, kayak. It's just I'm an I'm addicted to the kayak. Dude, the the worry freeness of it. It's like yes. I went to the Missouri this week and it was a two and a half hour drive, hauling my boat, take my truck obviously, got all this you gotta stuff. Worry about trailer tires, you gotta worry about bearings. It's just all of these that, things right? I'm worried yeah. about and by the time I get there. I, I'm thinking I'm ready for beer. <laughs> like as soon as the boat's in the water, I'm like, beer me. And <laughs> That's it, not much different. Right. No. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but the point being is like the reason I wanted a beer yes. was different. Yes. So, and then the fact I drank like 15 of them that night <laughs> and woke up feeling like hammered dog shit. <laughs> so the next morning, wake up. And it's funny, I just dropped this video, and my outro that I did was right when I woke up, and see how I looked on the video, it's like, wow, you look... I felt just like that. I did. (laughs) And I stuck it out till three in the afternoon, I said, I can't take it anymore. We drive back to the boat ramp, I hop in the truck, drive to Casey's, and get some Tylenol and some Gatorade. And the funny thing is, the, the guy... The cash register guy, he's you know conversational, whatever. Man, you look like shit. <laughs> he, he probably thought it. He didn't say it, but uh, he's like, "How's it going?" I said, "Well, been better. Drank a few too many beers. Oh, ha ha ha!" And then I go out to my truck, pop the Tylenol, slam the Gatorade, look up, and he runs out the door waving at me, thinking, "What the hell is going on?" And he goes. Are you that river certified guy? I'm like, oh, oh no. I got, I got some stories. For I that. could, I can't get away from it. It's, it, it is cool. Like, if anybody who's listening ever sees me out and about, I would appreciate it if you came up and said hi. Because, yeah, I enjoy talk. I mean, what are we going to talk about? Fishing. Right. What do I want to talk about? Fishing. You're usually okay. by water anyway. When everybody's going to talk about it, right? Yeah. But that was the first one in the Casey's. Like, if I go to Bass Pro. And see somebody that knows me. Okay, that makes sense. He puts up a booth, signs autographs. Right, right. <laughs> Charge twenty five bucks. Yeah. Fish, he gets to fish out of the tank. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's horseshit. That, that would be legendary. That oh, would be awesome. All right. Speaking of the Bass Pro sh- or Bass Pro Shop tank, so I can't fish out of that. But I'm work. It probably won't happen. But I'm trying to get permission to fish at Adventureland. <laughs> Oh, how carp? and bullheads oh yeah yeah they have so many bullheads it probably <laughs> won't happen it probably won't but i'm trying just just try that'd be cool yeah that'd be i need a new bullhead spot i went out for two and a half hours last night and got nine Ugh. in my good spot Whoa. yeah they just are they're big though they are big yeah yeah they're 10 to 12s i've struggled but, this year for bullheads yeah. the previous years i've sent you guys pictures of the the tanks i found yeah and this year it's like they're gone they yeah. cycle they do yeah they cycle big time Yep. and it's it's annoying because you always got to be looking for more yeah but this is like the fourth time that i've hit that pond and it's not like i've took a crap load out every time but it went from catching a dozen in a half hour to nine and two and a half hours that's brutal yeah it was pretty rough you think about time efficiency so i had that trip yesterday my bait tank has been killing bait i don't know why oh crap i'm doing a little experiment right now 
where I filled up a just a cooler and I have 10 baits in just the cooler right now yeah. to see how they do. No treated? No, it's got yeah. water's treated, but it's the same water that's in the bait tank Oh, just okay. to see if it's the water. And or if it's the temperature, like or, if it's getting too hot. Right. And I got I've it right by one. a window. I never had it by a window before, and I'm probably going to move it. Yeah. I don't know. I got to figure it out because I did the math, and that bait tank saves me four to eight hours a week. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, if you can go and knock out 30, 40 baits and keep them alive till you use them. Well, and then you go awesome. out, you take 18 baits with you, but you use 12, so you return <laughs> yeah. the six back. Yeah. Right. Like, yes. you get to re keep reusing them. Yeah. So I got to get that figured out. It's super frustrating. I've never had a bait tank issue ever since I Is built it slimy? that bait. Is it sliming up? Uh, it's ammonia. Like, there's a lot of ammonia in the right. water. You get the ammonia bubbles and stuff. Yeah. But I threw 70 in there when we first moved in. And maybe I just got overzealous and put too many in right away or too quick. But yeah. I, I had half a dozen in there for like two days. Which should built up your filter. Right. That's what I thought. Yeah. And then I threw 70 in there and they all died. Ella was not happy oh, about how that garage yeah. smelled. I bet. <laughs> yeah. Brand new house. I yeah. did not. I wasn't happy about it. But she no. made sure not only was I not happy that she... I knew she wasn't happy too. <laughs> there was no guessing. But it no. it, it was gross. So and I that, dra- drained all that water out, refilled it, put thirty in there, and they all died too. Hmm. So I, I got to get something it figured getting out. tanked during the move. Something. I don't know. That sucks. I've usually kept mine in the basement, and it stays cool enough yeah. in there that I've never had a problem. See, I won't ever do that because I'm worried about what just happened. Right. Happening in the house. Yeah. You, good luck getting that smell out anytime soon. Right. So, uh, we should do introductions. I'm here with Ryan, the Flathead Assassin, <laughs> and uh, Joby. I don't have a cringy nickname for you yet, but good. there's time. <laughs> there's time. There is we, time. We usually come up with one. Do, by you, the end of the do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name's Joby Hoskinson. I'm from Grand Junction. The. 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 The GJ. The GJ. If you have to ask what a GJ is, you can't afford it. (laughs) I probably can. (laughs) But anyway, I want to go on this story. We went up to South Dakota a couple years ago. We were going to fish the Lewis and Clark Lake. You're the first person to introduce yourself with a story. I just want to say that's sweet, so keep going. (laughs) Right on. Yeah. We, We get up there. You know, I have Whisker Seeker stickers and river certified stickers and i got i just i've had my iPilot trolling motor mounted on the front of my kayak for like a month i didn't know you had a trolling motor on your oh tra- his is decked out it's it's got I, every toy you want it's awesome it besides besides the life scope that's my yet. next investment yet but <laughs> yet anyway we venture up there there's a storm coming in we didn't get any you know log cabin or anything to rent we just tended it just sure. roughneck it and it's cheaper that way right <laughs> well the wind started picking up it Not was bad it was bad then it started raining and it just torrential downpoured me and my other buddies tent was fine but another buddy he forgot to put his rain you know his rain cover over his tent yeah. well it ended up 
the wind blew it. He didn't have it anchored in good enough. He had like six inches of water in the bottom of his tent. <laughs> his sleeping bag and uh, everything was his in the His tent bottom. turned into an aquarium. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We could put our bait in there, you know. <laughs> Joby, can I cuddle? <laughs> yeah, right. Mine ain't big enough for two people. <laughs> Sorry. No way. Spoon. But anyway, we get up there, and I finally get mine out on the water. And there's a bunch of people just watching, like, oh, man, what's this dude got on his kayak? Well, I finally get up next to the boat ramp, and they're like, all these older boys married, you know. They're all like, oh, we need something like that. I got a boat, a regular boat, and all my buddies want to go, but I I don't want to take them all the time, you know. And then I let them toy around with it. And I was nervous. You know, there was a couple foot rollers, so I got off on the dock and just trolled my kayak out by itself on the lake yeah oh, which yeah. which was pretty cool to have an eye pilot you know because you can you can just stop anywhere you want yeah and fish but we struggled at that lake so we went to the, the dam side and uh we watched a bunch of people fishing with you know they were uh bow bow fishing bow fishing and i'll tell you what that was something that i would be curious into just there's so much garbage fish below that dam yeah that every dam yeah right but like watching them boys i mean we're standing up on concrete probably 20 foot and they're just launching them out there and they're younger kids yeah and they're drilling them <laughs> and i i didn't even fish for like three hours because i was so amused with Mesmerized. watching right <laughs> so it kind of got me addicted to wanting to go do it and we yeah. got little cricks around home oh, yeah. you know if it gets shallow enough you can and I've tried it. My buddy's got one, but he shoots left-handed, so I'm trying to do it the opposite way. Mm-hmm. And I'm from, like, me to you, and I can't hit him. <laughs> so I'm getting frustrated as I'll get out. And Joby's a good bow hunter. Yeah. Like, he bow hunts every year. I wanted to bring time. my bow hunting bow, but <laughs> it's too expensive for something like that. <laughs> Most of the guys that I know who are big bow fishermen have a bow dedicated just for right. them. Yeah. And, and it's I a good one. Yeah, and I ain't yeah. got one of them yet. It, it's just something that I'm probably going to get into a little bit, mm-hmm. just just to do something I else. I see the draw, but it, it's just a time thing, and I right. don't have time for and it. And then it, you got to, from what I've learned, you got to aim lower of the fish when the arrow penetrates. It kind of, it kind of like flares up. Really? Well, I didn't know that. No, it's the refract. Well, that might be too. I don't know about that, but I do know the refraction of light what you see under the water is not where right. it's at right yeah. and a little bit of current comes into play you know yeah. so but i had a buddy eric from knox vegas <laughs> knoxville um he man he's just like the total outdoorsman he could catch flathead out of a freaking mud puddle like <laughs> he he gets them dude yeah i mean there i'm there was one is he day- the one that swim baits him he he does it all. Yeah. Like the, when it's when it's time to catch him on swim baits, he catches on swim baits. If live baits the thing, he uses that. Like whatever puts fish on the bank, but he gets them. But then he he also likes bow fishing. And I was down there fishing with one day, and it was a little like we were catching fish, but it was a little bit slower, slow for him. <laughs> so he's he like bored. he got bored. <laughs> we only caught five. <laughs> Yeah, and he takes his bow out and starts calling shots, like eyeball, shoots this carp in the eyeball. All right, two in a row, two carp, like right through both of them. See, like, that would be awesome. Like, how, 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 you know? 
I can't even hit a hay bale like target, you know. Consistently, yeah. We got enough garbage fish in our water systems anyway. Dude, you don't actually you don't even know up here. You are like Oh, it's horrible. No, it's not. It's not. (laughs) Like it's this isn't even the worst place in Iowa. I'm not even talking about the Mississippi or Missouri with all the silver and big head carp. Like there's stretches of river in central Iowa. I call them the rough fish capital of the mid freaking west. Like if the water gets low, it's nothing but Buffalo, fins. carp, gar- yeah, yeah. Right. just fins right up to- <laughs> everywhere, everywhere. Like up here, it's just, it's pretty nice. So when you go snagging and you're like, hey, how many do I want to catch? Yeah, <laughs> perspective is powerful. Yeah. Like, I want to get 24, so I'm going to cast 25 times. Head, head, <laughs> head southeast a couple hours from here, and you'll be like, whoa, this place. I mean, you could crazy say crazy compared to up here, <laughs> right? Well, the thing is, too, it's like. There's lots of other fish too, and the opportunity is way different. But uh, the amount of rough fish is pretty, pretty nuts. Yeah. Southeast of here, which leads to big fish because there's plenty of bait. Well, and then well, you got, you got yes bigger lakes no. down there. Yes and no. So from an ecological standpoint, each watershed can only support so much biomass per surface acre. So like, what is that biomass? Like, what species of fish is utilizing the resources to take up that sustainable biomass the most and in iowa in a lot of the midwest it's a lot of carp but if you were to eliminate the common carp i don't think it would increase the game fish species substantially because you just have a lot more buffalo maybe maybe i'm not an expert that's a theory something's going to fill the void it may or may not be what you want to fill the void right and that's problem with stock and ponds too yeah You, you really never know until you get a stabilized population. Which is hard happen. to control anyway, really, yeah. in most yeah. ponds that I've seen. Because my grandpa's had a pond for his uh, for years. This thing used to have toad crappie in it. Toad. Like, a good bass. That's, I went there one day and caught, I think, a 16, a 17, and I think Vern got a 19. Oh, my God. And yeah. now... Now it's off spawn It's beds. dead. But they cycle too, like a lot of panfish do. I actually ice fish last winter, and the deepest water I found was two and a half pound, two and a half feet. So it's silted in. Yeah. The watershed changed, yes. and that's going to change the species that are available right. there. Yeah, that was right out front of your cabin. You got out there. Right. It was only two and a half foot there. It used to be ten. Used to 12. be right. Yeah. But yeah, it was right off the spawning beds with floating rapalas. You just switch that rap line oh man back in the day it used to be so much fun it was crazy. all the all the biggest crappies i've ever caught have been on no that's so a lot of the big crappies i've caught have been on like lures intended for much larger fish right actually that's they've all been on when i've been walleye fishing yeah and i've caught a handful of 14 to 16 inches out of the river when i'm walleye fishing which is funny um, the one that sticks out the most, it literally bit two feet from shore right at my feet. <laughs> Typical. And, and when I set the hook on walleyes, I like to get my money's worth, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> Ripped it right out of its mouth. I, no, I ripped this crappie right out of the freaking water. <laughs> like, Dry docking. Just felt a thunk and set the hook, and he's just like, oh, he's on the bank now. <laughs> Went flying. Oh, he's on a stringer now. Yeah. Oh, oh, he just fried him up now. Oops. <laughs> That's the thing I'm excited about, the way you got in with the making them plastics. Like, I use them a lot during the spring and the fall. 
they're they're honest like that's why i was razzing you a while back about so the similarities to the jigs i use to the ones you make so when if i put my name on anything you can bet it's going to be good because not because i'm like doing the service to anybody out there right it's because i put my name on it and i'm stuck using it so if it yeah. sucks <laughs> I have to. Use, I don't want to be stuck yeah. with this piece of shit lure yeah. or rod or whatever comes down the line. So if my name's on it, you bet it's gonna catch some fish. But you also fish the Des Moines a lot more with them. With them, it don't lures. matter. A walleye's a walleye, right. no matter where you're at. Yeah. But you also got a better fish quality in that river than we do around here. I don't know, man. Yeah. Like. I've spent a lot of. Oh, oh, I was oh, just thinking. I was telling oh, Ryan, you, you spent a lot of time on the water around here. Like, like I haven't. Right. Like, wake I, up. I was just talking to Ryan. I was like, God. I was trying to think back to when me and you first met at Squirrel Hollow. Yeah. Do you remember how long ago that was? Oh yeah, it was probably. I think I'd been here for a couple years, so that's got to be like eight years ago. That's what I said. Yeah, man. yeah. And you, was, you just roll up in your waders. And just crash down the bank and go right by me and walk through the water. I'm like, who is this son of a bitch? Right. <laughs> He's about to get a pyramid sinker in the back of the head. You make like five casts, don't catch nothing. This sucks. Let's leave. Let's go try this other river. Right. <laughs> and that's what you got to do, really, because if, if the walleyes are on, they're on. If they're not, you got to find a certain spot or a certain structure or something. So I go back and bite. forth on this. It's like... Depending on time of year, there's those peak bite windows. Right. And if you are in the right spot during those bite windows, you, you catch limit. fish. But once that bite window's over, just because you're not catching doesn't mean they're not there. No. Yeah. It's like catching. You can bump into them all the time, though. They just, it's, they're picky. But man, like November at 11 o'clock in the morning, good luck. You know, like, right. unless it, unless it's cloudy and rainy and windy, yeah. over overcast is yeah. usually my best days. Especially, yeah, especially a little wind mixed in with it. Well, but if I chop, I mean, what, on our little rivers, right. if it's chopping, I'm probably not fishing. <laughs> <laughs> At least not walleye fishing. Yeah, when there's six inches of water and it's eight inches of wave. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that. I mean, springtime's different. You get them in the day during the spring and even the summer, but that fall time period, that that morning twilight and that that evening twilight are so key. Oh. It's so key. Yeah, it's just fun feeling that whack though too. Dude, that's the best part. That's the reason I don't fish crankbaits that much. It's not that crankbaits don't catch fish. It's when they hit it. It's just not as I don't know exhilarating, as satisfying. Like that that thump, <laughs> you know. You ever caught a flathead on a plastic? Mm -mm. They hit it like the same, but times a hundred. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know the when you when you have the walleye, it's like thump. when you have the flathead, it's like the the wall um. the walleye thump <laughs> vibrates the rod. The flathead thump vibrates your soul. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't use rapples very much in the river though either, just because of the rocky and the you know you don't know you don't want to cry when you lose one right yeah. so i usually stick to them for lakes but it, they're picky in lakes too like i control dams with my kayak back and forth with a plastic and maybe catch a crappie yeah yeah and then you throw on a rapala and it's just it's a game changer yeah 
game changer. It is. <laughs> I hate that word. There's a few words. Why that, do you hate that word? Because I feel like it's so cliche and overused in like overused in ways that aren't appropriate. Like how is how is Adding how could hot sauce to this burrito? Is a game changer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that just feels excessive. No, you that know? just makes your butthole hurt. Like, <laughs> no, when you when you troll a plastic and you're going back and forth across the dam for, you know, you make 10 laps and you don't get a bite but a crappie, and then you throw a rapple on and you catch three before you're halfway across. So the, the you dam. made a lure change and it was a game changer. Right. No shit, Sherlock. Okay, like you change lures all the freaking time to find the quotation marks game changer no the invention of the fucking fishing rod was a game changer okay right. not not retying a goddamn lure on your hook uh, hey, it all depends on what you, you control use, with you a cane pole yeah you could you could well what's that fishing where they don't use reels uh, it's like fly fishing without a reel uh, just like cane pole isn't it? or no this is like extravagant like it's like very technical like those 15 foot carp rods no i think they're like (laughs) 20 to 30 foot really you guys talk about something else i'll google it (laughs) he's googling (laughs) so tell us about your kayak joe what you got i got a bona fide 12 footer and when we were does that need to be registered what's the yeah yeah and then I because you got the motor i got the motor on it too so it definitely needed to be registered but we went over to litterdale at that summer filled outfitters yeah oh i'm gonna interrupt you it's called tenkara tenkara it started in japan that would make sense yeah yeah (laughs) anyway back to litterdale and so we went to to litterdale because we got jacked for kayak fishing mainly because of you and your videos so we went and we were talking guess to what guy. i'm doing tomorrow what are you doing tomorrow i said guess don't don't ask <laughs> you're going kayak fishing going guess what I, guess what i'm doing the day after that going kayak fishing. god you're yeah. good <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway quit interrupting me so we go there and he's got a huge selection of different colors and i'm an outdoors you know like i like camo yeah so i went and got the 12 footer it's green it's got a camo seat so i just instantly fell in love with it's it it's got a camo seat right that's badass and uh it had a blemish on it they're usually back then they were probably 1600 bucks yeah and i had a it had a scratch down it so i i pointed that out right away <laughs> he's like oh that's a blemish i'll give you a discount on that and i got it for a thousand bucks Oh, yeah. Nice. And then he gets you get rewards. So every time you spend money there, it, you get re, like bonus money, pretty yeah. much. And by the way, I'll insert that this small town trap, like what trap store, trapping snare store, shop yes, what it, snare it shop, be snare shop slash just general sporting goods store. They're kicking ass, right? And they're doing a they lot, a lot of, of stuff, of, right? Right. Yeah. Like you're just talking the rewards program. Like what small town sporting goods store does something like that? Yeah. Right. That's, they do. They're in the middle of freaking nowhere, rocking it. Yeah. And they also got a lot of good plastics and everything else that I want to fish with. Dude, so. like everything that somebody would want, except. They don't have the River Certified Series Jurassic Plastics yet, but we might we might have to work on you that. You could probably work on that. And Jeremy. we write an email to Jeremy Summerfield. Right. 
Yeah, he's a, he's a good dude, plastic. though, too. Like, I'll talk to him about, hey, man, I want this certain type of this, and he'll be like, come back in a week, and I'll have it on the shelf. But that's one nice thing about the small-town shops. Like, yeah, you try to do that at Bass Pro, and it's like this giant process to bring on a different company, but those small-town shops... They don't have to buy such a substantial inventory, yeah. so the process involved of getting it in-house is not as crazy as right. it is right. big yeah. stores. Which, ever since then, I bought that kayak from him. He gave me a deal, and we get the rewards and whatnot, so I go there as much as I possibly can. See? And he's... he's That's, they're rocking it right. of stuff yeah. like that. And, the coolest part is like he'll help you out with anything that you're looking for like he'll come from the back room and be like hey i'm specifically looking for this right you're out of it on the shelf when are you going to get it back and he'll he'll text me he'll be like hey i got those jigs in hey i got them plastics in hell yeah makes me want to go buy something from him right now oh he's he's a good dude really if you sit and talk to him he fishes quite a bit out of a kayak too just clear the record this guy doesn't know me. I don't know him. We have no like incentives to promote the store other than the fact that it's an awesome store. Right. There was one stipulation. I bought an angle cooler from him. He's like, I got to put my sticker on your cooler, and then everything else will just, you know. That's pretty fair. Cross the board. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty fair. Yeah. So I left it on there. But then it's got whisker seeker and river certified i mean my cooler is completely stickered up to the max <laughs> dude that's what coolers are for I, I have a cooler on the front of my boat um i so i i don't clean my boat as much as i should and <laughs> or it, even half as much as you should and one thing i haven't cleaned mine in two years <laughs> and one thing in the back of my mind is why i shouldn't is because i'm going to pr- pressure wash my cooler when i'm cleaning the boat and i always lose a sticker <laughs> Just not worth it. So that's the friction that leads to me not cleaning my boat as much as I should. Right. I did clean my boat yesterday. Nice. And uh, I spent two hours pressure washing it, and the slime line on the side was thick. <laughs> Still on there? No, it's gone it's now. Gone. It took two hours to get it gone, but it's gone. It's tough to get it off. Yeah, especially. I had a buddy who called it the Red Rock Racing Stripe. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that a lot. That time we went to that lake where the river above it oh yeah took uh, jesse daniel out oh yeah 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 to get that clean on after that night do you have a pressure washer no i take it i got a buddy who's got a car wash okay well so you kind of do have a pressure washer yeah Yeah. Yeah. i support him that was the best two hundred dollars i ever spent yeah pressure washer like it is so handy for cleaning so many things yeah i think i spent 18 bucks at the car wash yesterday oh, i went through at least 12 dollars <laughs> in water <laughs> so fun fact i got an email from kentucky larry in response to our last podcast nice turns out he does have a pair of bibs <laughs> that he wears regularly i would assume nice and he said they're great for those inflicted with the assless syndrome <laughs> larry's gotta come up we gotta we gotta fish with larry he's, i i kind of want to i think he's uh he thinks a lot like us i think we get along pretty good so what do you think of this idea and this is me paraphrasing his question in a way that I think is be more appropriate for the podcast. So, <laughs> sorry, Larry. Um, what do you think of the idea of a two-piece rod with interchangeable tops to change the action in the top half of the rod? That would be nice. I like that idea, actually. Going from flathead to blue cat or flathead channel cat. or. I think it sounds great. 
but how often do you have like swap out rods for one or the other but instead of having eight rods now you only have four how often do you change rods for like different stuff like if I'm going on a channel cat trip, I take four completely different rods than if I'm going on a flathead. Trip. But then you got to re-rig them. Yeah, then you're not interchanging them though either. Mm-hmm. So, my point is, I think the idea is interesting, but for efficiency's sake, I think for somebody who's going to take the time to swap everything out, that's great. But. I have no time to do hardly anything. Right. <laughs> so if I can create a system that's efficient. Grab and go. Right. So it just I think it just depends on your situation and what I you, think you want. For I think for a normal fisherman, it'd be more beneficial than if, someone like you. Yeah, well, or it's you, just, guys, you guys got a bunch of rods, right? Yeah. If this guy wants to buy three different rods... It might be beneficial to him to buy a couple different ends. What's that gun? A contender that you can buy a whole b- bunch of different barrels, yeah, barrels for? and stuff for it, yeah. right? Kind I of the same know. theory with that. It's a it's a single shot. I don't remember who makes it, but they're very proud of it. Because I I <laughs> went pricey. Me but, me and my buddies have went crazy ever since Spencer started this. We went whisker seeker everything. We got four or five rods every different length size. They're tough Abu to Garcia beat. reels. You know, the Whisker Seeker line. I mean, it's, we went, our gear's not going to fail. It all depends on us, what we're going to do. Human error is still in effect. Oh, it's bad. That's the biggest thing. It's like, how many times have I screwed something up because of equipment? Or have I screwed up something because I screwed up and blame equipment? (laughs) The the line is a very, in my mind, it's it's very gray. Yeah. (laughs) I go straight to myself. I don't blame my equipment because I know it. It was, it was more built for the purpose than I was. See, and I, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't check my gear as much. Besides listening to you guys about checking your knots and if Every your trip. line's got a nick in it, yeah. we we don't do it like we should. But we don't go out as often but as when you guys. You lose Fifty, you'll start. Right, and that's what my my goal. My goal when I started this is to get one over 50, and then I would get back to my walleye. I got way more walleye fishing gear. And Dude, it took me four years of dedicated flathead fishing in central Iowa to catch a 50. Not saying you won't do it tomorrow, because it can happen to anybody at any time, but my first true 50 took me four years. I'm of, going on 30-plus years, and I've never caught Say, I'm only on my third year since I bought my kayak, so i got to yeah. wait another I'm on 30-plus years, and I've got a probably almost probably seven or eight over 40 but i've never broke 50 i, th- I think i've had eight over 50 in the last four years you suck <laughs> 30 years of fishing and his eight he's got more hours on the water oh now. yeah right, oh yeah right but it's it, it doesn't sound as good unless i just say for you <laughs> because but you just nailed the trick like that's the answer to yeah. the test you put it, yourself in the best possible position the it's most amount of time. Yep, and the longer you have good bait and good water, then the odds of good yeah. things happening just go up. See, that's why I like going fishing with my the buddies that I go with. Because every time we find a spot that we want to camp, they always they pick the center of the deep hole and then they go further back. And I'm always fishing that front of that drop off. So well, I'm, that's that's the best. I'm set except up. when it's not. <laughs> there's 90 yeah. percent of the time i well maybe i'm 
going a little high. 80% of the time, I'm usually the one getting the first bite. Sure, sure. Yeah. So I, you know, I let them all let you guys pick your spot, and then they'll go down river. I'm like, man, why are they doing that? <laughs> I'm not going to stop them. Right, <laughs> right. Here, I'll switch you spots, you know. Not like me. I always give Ryan the good spots. Yeah. So I can watch There's him time. miss them. There's time. <laughs> yeah. Last spring, it didn't matter where I cast my rod. I was that ain't no fish. shit. That crazy. is no joke whatsoever. Like, and isn't it funny how like everything ebbs and flows, and there's times where you feel like you can do nothing wrong. Yeah. And then there's times where you feel like you're just beating your head against yeah, the wall. Yeah. Not only oh. not only are you not getting bit, but when you get bit, something screws it up. Yeah. Like last yeah. night, we had a bite, classic, and I was running circles because it was a guide trip. Yeah. And I'm over it. Like unless there's a little kid fishing who probably can't set the hook effectively, it's all Jays from here on yeah. out. Uh, but the fish hit a bullhead. It, I watched it go thunk. And rod tip bounced, and then it just goes down just a just little like and stops. And he starts running to the side. Yeah. He runs into another line and then spits it out before oh. he ever loaded the rod up. I'm like, nah. you son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, like the dude books a 12-hour freaking trip. I want him to catch like 10. Yes. Like a guy who's going to yes. go out and do that. And he's... I'm not going to name names on here. I don't name names on here, but he's an awesome dude. Like, yeah. I love fishing with this freaking guy. It's the second time he's booked a trip, and we had a blast. We shot the shit till like 2 in the morning. We both crash and wake up at 6.30, and then there's a thunderstorm coming in. So, <laughs> Which I'll get to that here in a sec, too. But, uh, yeah, we got one bite at 11 o'clock, and it was nothing he did wrong. Nothing the fish really did wrong. They just, he was just did, doing flathead stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm um, I'm sick. Like it was that one trip where the kid missed three in a row. Yeah. That he probably would have got on circles because they slammed it. But they they don't slam it that much. Yeah. And especially with the current as slow as it's as exactly it is right now. exactly. Yeah. So J hooks it is. But anyway, to the rain thing. Um. Woke up at 6.30. I look over. I'm like, oh, it's pretty cloudy over there. And then I hear a boom. <laughs> like, we better get shit cleaned up. Yeah. I know the trip doesn't end until 7, but I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so I end up trailing in the boat in the freaking rain and lightning. But yeah. that was the third morning in a row. I've been camping, slept out on the river, woke up to thunderstorms when there was a 0% chance of rain. That's three freaking mornings in a row. Yeah, I'd be changing my weather channel. <laughs> I, I've been down that road one time. It's like Not a, three days in a row? No, <laughs> 10 to 20% chance of rain. I'm like, I won't need my tent. So it was like one in the morning. And if you'd have brought it, you wouldn't have. I was sleeping on, I was sleeping we on my We had a tent, night. too, is the funny thing. I was sleeping on my cot. It was like one in the morning. I'm like, I'm going to get a little rest before the morning hour shows up. And all of a sudden, I start getting sprinkled on. I get my rain suit out, and it just starts pouring. So I'm laying on my cot face down <laughs> in my rain suit. That sucks. It's cold, yeah. too, that oh, way. Because yeah. it'll get, it just plays, you know, it gets to your mind. It's like... Oh, well, that's really, the thing. I don't, I don't want to go jump in that little skinny tent with my other buddy. <laughs> I'll tough it out, you know. That's the thing. Like, I always, at least prior to spending as much time on the water as I have the last two or three years, 
I got a really thin, lightweight rain jacket for the summertime. I have an insulated one that's way too hot for the summer. Right. Yeah. But I have this thin, lightweight one that I'm like, oh, it's summertime. It's hot. I'll be happy yeah. when it rains. You it, know, it'll cool me down. It packs up so tight. Yes. You know, yeah, yeah. It's all great, except when it rains. It's freaking cold, right. you know. Like, give me that big badass Gore-Tex rain jacket. <laughs> like, I'm saving my pennies right now. I'm gonna, I'll have one before this fall rolls but around. But when it goes from 98 to 82, it's oh, still it, 82, but it just drops 17 degrees, right? Just it, like that. Well, yeah. 16. We'll work on your math later. Uh, <laughs> but ish the the. <laughs> It sticks out so much more. If it would have started at 82 and dropped to 78, not as big of a deal. Yeah. But since it, you were already hot. Yeah. But that's that's one thing I noticed about nighttime. You get used to the, the heat, and then the low is 72, and I'm like, I need a sweatshirt. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's because of the moisture and everything at nighttime. It yeah. just chills you right yeah. off. Mm-hmm. Hit that dew point. You're so Needless to say, I don't go home without my tent anymore. <laughs> and there's no rain gear i'm popping my tent up wherever we stop yeah well did i talk about me and Corey's trip i think i did about how he had to set up the tarp yes yeah but the gist of it is is i didn't bring a tent he had a tarp and he set it up with bungee cords and sticks and we both slept under that <laughs> until three in the morning it was flapping around right in my face in the oh corner God. like i just i would sleep for 10 minutes kind of wake up look at the radar sleep for 10 minutes kind of wake up look at the radar and as soon as that storm was gone i was out of there in a freaking instant do <laughs> you uh, have you guys ever had any problems with snakes going down the river no i no, gotta tell this really. one story i came up to this corner and it's a really nice brush pile it's mid-afternoon there's so a like, couple of them down there uh, it was there's a big rock bank like like almost kind of like concrete webbing kind of yep. Yep. There's a brush pile right right behind it. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm, it's I'm pretty decent when the water's up. When I the water s- drops, it's not as good. I set up there, and my buddies just kept going because they, they don't like to stop and check structure a lot. And I do. I got a fish finder. Are on. they just floating for fun? Well, they don't have fish finders like I do. So I'm I'm in front of them usually finding depth saying, hey, this is a good spot. This this might has potential, you know. Yeah. Mine's just a down, a yeah. down image. And well, anyway, I stopped, and I'm set up for maybe five minutes. Just get my baits in the water, and on the end of that log jam, I catch something moving. I didn't think nothing about it. <laughs> now this is freaky, dude, because I you know, I got little scupper holes in my kayak, so I always have a vision that a f- snake's gonna come up through. <laughs> Stick there. his head up. Hold on. What's up? So we're, I'm sitting there and. All of a sudden, I look over, and I see this one crawling. And every time I'd look at him, he'd stop. <laughs> he was haunting you. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> well, then before, it, it was a darker colored one. And then yeah. probably 20 feet away, I see another one. And every like it, I would look away at my rods because my bait would get lively. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm getting excited. And then I'd look over, and they move four feet closer. <laughs> Hold on. So I'm like... They're probably, you know, 15 feet now, yeah. and I'm still set up, and I'm, I'm getting nervous because I'm like, <laughs> the, when snakes come at you, it's, they're pretty aggressive. Yeah. And I'm watching my rods, and I'm, I'm always peeking over my shoulder. Well, every time I would look away, they would get closer. 
Well, they're they're from probably me to you. Finally, you know, six eight feet away. <laughs> I grab my paddle. I'm like, I got it over my shoulder like a baseball bat. Right. I still got rods in the water, and they're you know they're perched up like sticking their tongue out, staring at me. I finally, I got nervous enough that they disappeared. I'm thinking, oh man, they're gonna swim up. I got my feet over two scupper holes. I'm finding everything I could do to cover up my holes. I finally gave up. I'm like, I don't want snakes in my kayak. I'm hooked to a log jam. I got current pushing up against me. I snakes just, come in I, the kayak, then they own the kayak. I bailed. I bailed out of the situation. It was, it was the only time I've ever had snakes that were like, like staring me down and getting closer. Like that, I was in their home range or something. You, you just nailed it, man. Like people freak out about snakes, and I'm pretty pro snake and. I'm pretty pro reptile because everyone shits on reptiles, uh, but uh, is that if, a sport I'm not aware of? No. <laughs> <laughs> not, not literally, oh, asshole. Oh. <laughs> but um, like welcome to the playoffs of reptile shitty. <laughs> well, I figured this would resonate because you haven't talked about your stupid leopard geckos in a while. <laughs> but uh, anyway. The people talk about how snakes chase them around and stuff. They're not chasing you. You're just between them and where they want to go. Right. So, and or you're closer to their nest or something. where they want to go. That's what I figured because it was a pretty good sized log jam. But I was like, I, I'm gonna, f- I'm gonna fight this <laughs> off. I'm gonna sit here a little bit longer. I made it ten minutes and I bailed because. So I've had a similar story happen to me like dozens of times, but. I just don't think much of it because I'm, I know what the snake's trying to do. Like there's been so many times I've tied off to a brush pile and there's a snake chilling in the brush pile, yeah. five feet, like closer just to hanging out on the closer than you are to me right now. Oh, I wouldn't stop. And I'm just, we're, <laughs> no just, we're just hanging out, yeah. you know, like I look at him, he looks at me and that's about it you know and sometimes i'll catch a flathead and i'll land it and i'll look back and he's still there just looking that's at me on. yeah that would be okay if he was just chill but when they're when you look away and they gain gain ground on you then it's a game changer but they're just yeah, gonna not a game changer they're just gonna <laughs> it's <laughs> different <laughs> the game changer <laughs> those northern water stakes are real game changers <laughs> It was. It creeped me out. Is what it did. What they would have probably done, and even if they would have crawled in your kayak, like they're just trying to get to the brush. So they would have crawled up into the brush and then just hung out. They don't want to mess with you. Like you're, you like can kill them. A Ten by thirty garage. It. You know they had plenty of room to hang out wherever they wanted. They didn't need to, like, creep up on me. But they have their pecking order too. Like maybe they're more scared of the snake that lives down here than they were of you. Oh, I got it. They won that night for yeah. sure. <laughs> like, this guy well, just that moment, you know? Like, it, <laughs> but I've never had any other incident with snakes like that. Like, I've seen them floating down the river, and they're either just chilling on a log, you know, just, just hanging out. Yeah. They won't come at you. But these two were like, it just gave me the heebie-jeebies so i got out of there when when i was fishing with sam we camped out on this rock point off of where this big river runs into this other big river good spot you know yeah you'd think we caught we caught one in theory yeah Yeah. but i set my my cod up 
with my sleeping bag and everything close to the fishing rods because I wanted to be close in case we got a bite. So I set it all up and mine, it's really nice and compact, but it's a process to set it up. And I could have moved it, but it was in the perfect spot. So we got done eating. I said, I'm going to go lay down. I was beat. Yeah. I get about five feet from the cot and step over um, a rock and the snake's head pops out from under the rock. <laughs> and I stepped over the top of him, and he just stayed there looking up. And I'm like, oh, hey, bud. <laughs> and then I went and laid down. And I'm like, it's your rock. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you know? good. Give it. Curl up next care. to you. It was just, Wake up with it, a snake in your lap. And that's fine. Like, it's a northern water snake. Like, if it bites you, you're not even going to feel it because right. their teeth are so sharp. They're not poisonous. So who gives a shit? Like, yeah. if he's cold and he wants to snuggle up, We'll just snuggle up. It'll be fine. Just don't grow up my pant leg. Right. <laughs> as long as you're not a water moccasin or a copperhead or a rattlesnake, everything's good. We're all good. Yeah, yeah. Getting back to these plastics, what made you get into them? Um. So, do you want the whole story? Well, just do you want to start at the beginning? Sure. I had been catching some flyheads on swim baits. Which is really fun. It's like walleye fishing for flatheads. <laughs> right. So I wanted more large swim baits in a particular color schemes that I couldn't find. Reached out to my buddy Corey, who dabbles in lure making businesses, and he has a scent company called JB's Fish Sauce that he, some other smaller local companies and some bigger ones, they integrate that into their plastic. And I'm like, he's got to know somebody. Right. Well, he did. So he, he said, this guy, um, get a hold of this guy. And then uh, I have so many distractions right now. <laughs> get, get a hold of this guy. He's got six and eight inch swim baits. He can make them whatever color you want. Perfect. So I reach out, order these swim baits. I follow his Facebook page. His Facebook page, he makes a post that says, like, this is a few weeks after I'd purchased them. says, uh. Is there are there any smaller YouTube channels out there that would love to promote my product, but does not use six to eight inch swim baits? <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't want to sell those. <laughs> but anyway, huge. I, I commented and said I have a YouTube channel and linked it, and because I, I mean they're really nice. Like these were there, there's attention to detail. The color schemes were exactly what I wanted. They're freaking badass, and so I commented. He sends me a message, and then we set up a phone call, and then he starts sending me some other plastics to use for different stuff. I used them in a few videos. He sold some of them, and then he approached me with the idea of bringing out my own line of plastics, and I said, well, better be the right ones. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. How many, really. how many did you go through before you decided not, this is what I'm Not doing? very many, yeah. but honestly. Like you like, had a good idea dude, coming in. Dude, he knows. Yeah. Like, he, he is an excellent lure maker. He's also an excellent, like, people person. He's a great guy. Yeah. yeah like, I, fish I, with him. He's his awesome. name's Scott. The, pl- the plastic company is called Drastic Plastics. Catchy name. He's got a catchy logo to go along with it. And... We drive know. to Wisconsin to go fishing. He puts them up, puts us up at his house, lets us eat his food, you know, buys bait for us, comes out, fishes with us. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. How cool is that, though, that you get to make your own plastics now? Um, the coolest part is I don't have to actually make them. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> put in the hole. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. He, you just you just give sense. him the colors and the size you want, and he'll do them for you. I, I just designed the line, and the line is what it is, and yeah. then then, then you get on Jurassic Plastics. You order what you oh, want. I've he makes them out. Yeah. I I named them. I got to name them. It took me a whole three minutes to name them. <laughs> uh, a lot of thought process. <laughs> right. Well, it just rolled off the tongue. Sometimes you know it just comes to you, and in yeah. that moment oh, yeah. it did. Right. And there's another co- color coming out that. Uh, is being developed scott is not satisfied with it yet so oh. and that's the other thing like he puts so much into it detail the yeah the detail you got to with the plastic right and i have a hundred percent trust in him like he well, is, he's got so much experience at it that he knows what's going to sit on the shelf and what's going to fly off the shelf so my dilemma with product development is the things that i feel like i know a good amount about i'm very strongly opinionated on but the stuff I don't, I leave it to the experts. Absolutely right. And he is the expert of soft plastics in everything he's ever put together. I'm like, wow, that looks damn good. Yeah. So the new color, it hasn't came out to his liking. I'm like, just keep working on it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, I'll be patient. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm in no hurry. These lures are still catching fish. Yes. And, and he's not one that's going to catch a fisherman. He really wants to be the one that catches the fish. Yeah. 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 So. But it's badass. I think one of the the coolest parts about it is that it's available locally. Like, you can get it at Johnston Bait and Tackle. Oh, really? I I think that's one of the... the, You walk in, you see your your river certified... Dude, I've been going to Johnston Bait and Tackle ever since I was in college. Yeah. Like, I grew up in southern Iowa, was all over the place, moved back to the Des Moines area, or moved not back, but moved back to Iowa in the Des Moines area, and then learned about Johnston Bait and Tackle. I'm like, this place is badass. And now that you know 12 years later they're carrying my line of soft plastic yeah. baits it's just like that's surreal awesome. yeah, it is that's awesome see that's why i'd like to you know maybe run it across jeremy over there at summerfield outfitters too because if if the plastic line is like you said that you feel confident in i'm sure they would do good over they're, there at his place too i'll be 100 percent honest they're nothing absolutely crazy it's not like the lure it's not like the ad in the back of In Fisherman where it's they're like, glowing red this lure has been outlawed in, in 12 <laughs> tournament series, you know? It's it's just uh, it's a swim bait with a paddle tail that catches fish. It's yeah. three and a half inch swim bait with a paddle tail. And then there's the, the split, the split tails. I like how stretchy they are, too. Yeah, they're durable. Right. Was, that, that was probably the biggest thing that we played around with. Like, he nailed the colors, but we were talking about hardness of plastic. So we ended up going with the kind of the sh medium. The gummy not, bear style. Not the gum <laughs> not the the gummy bear, but the slightly tougher version of a gummy the bear. Ones right. And on that's the dash what, for a week. Yes. yes. <laughs> that's yeah. Which durability is a big factor when you come to plastics because I, I buy big well, hammers. I mean, as many fish as you catch, lot, it's probably not that big of an issue. A lot of tails, <laughs> a lot of swim. I mean, you go fishing, you catch one fish, like that yeah, lure is going to last a long yeah, time. A lot of swim. No, my big hammers, though, when you use them enough, they just, the tails break off of them. And then, you know, then you're putting on another one. Then but five that, fish Yeah, later. but they're five inches. You break the tail off, you still got a three inch bait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I use I use three and a half inch big hammers, yeah. and as soon as you get enough, you know, five walleyes to bite them, the tails fall off. That's surprising because that's a beefy plastic. It is. It's thick, but they they sh- you know when they when t- they short when they short bite it. 
Oh, that's your problem. You're fishing for little pussy fish. Like, you need to catch some big dogs. <laughs> it don't matter what you're throwing. They nip the tails <laughs> off of them. Uh, all right. Should we uh, wrap it up, go to the last cast? Yeah, that's fine. What do you got to say, Ryan? Well, Job, I just want to – we've tried to schedule this, like, four or five times. Yeah, just, I know. With your schedule and our schedule, it's just never worked out. Right. But, but more importantly, we need to get out fishing. You know, you and I haven't hit the water for no. a while. And plus, I, plus I, you're so full of shit, like you're entertaining to be around. I've, I've <laughs> talked to, I was talking to Ryan before we started this, and I said I need to get out with one of you guys each, or we can all go out together sometime. Yeah. I just want to, I want your guys' knowledge to see what you guys look for compared to, you know, there's a lot of things that I don't know. I've only been on the river in a kayak for four, you know, four years. Yeah. I mean, it's still a huge learning curve. Oh, absolutely. Just just watching the videos and seeing your guys' details, it you can watch it all you want, but until you're there to see so what you, you guys it. look for, yeah. right, would make a lot more sense to it me. It is way different. And then in, if you watch a video, what you see with your eyes versus what you see in a video, it's not – a hundred percent different, but it's substantially well, different. Well, you know, like when you're driving down through the boat. No, no, I'm just talking yeah. about if you had a video camera over your shoulder to see the to, spot on the spot. Like I'm yeah. looking right. straight ahead, and I yeah. have a video camera straight over. And we're looking at the same exact spot. It looks so much different on the video camera than yeah. it does with what you're seeing in person. Well, yeah. and the and the knowledge that you guys got compared to what us what rookie fishermen got, you know, easy. I just drink beer and throw out bait. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Sometimes that complicated. It Sometimes it works. <laughs> it would be nice. I mean, it probably won't make it this year, but well, we'll out. definitely have let's to say something. Let's go ice fishing this year. We used to go ice fishing a little bit. We need to get out. I always fishing. go ice fishing. Don't don't invite me. <laughs> I'm not going. Okay. We'll, we'll we won't invite you, but I want to use your fish finder. <laughs> If if I'm still in Iowa, you guys can take it. Like, <laughs> right. just co- swing by, grab it, and be like, "You going?" I'm be like, "No, nah, I'm, I'm gonna watch some football." <laughs> I might go. Uh, I think you should, as long as we're in a hut. Oh, and, absolutely. That's that's a given. But that's not the you, best way to catch fish. You gotta be in a hut in South Dakota and North Dakota because the winds up there get crazy. There's no trees to block them. No. Yeah, it's if you ain't got a shack, you're screwed. You know what North Dakota's state tree is? What is it? They don't have one because <laughs> there's no trees. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just, no, ma'am. I'm sure they do. I don't know. Right. No, it's a. Uh, anytime I plan a trip to South Dakota, Wait, I almost dread it. What do they say? Like in North Dakota, there's a good-looking woman behind hiding behind every tree. That's why people just go fishing up there. That's it. <laughs> but I dread it because it it never fails. Every every week long trip I go, the Sunday before I go, if I'm going on Monday, it drops thirty degrees. Yeah, the weather. Yeah, right. Every single time. We were up there in South Dakota a couple years ago, and. Like, it got down to, like, negative 58 for a couple of days. Gross. We, w- we had uh, those snow bears yeah. rented for a couple of days, which was nice. That is cool. But when you got that crazy of a cold front, everything just they locked just shut up. Down. Oh, yeah. it was it was fun riding around in that. I mean, if you have a <laughs> chance to check out a snow bear. If you don't want to catch fish. Right. 
better than sitting at home. Let's yeah. drive around with this guy. You know, he, he, they literally can go anywhere in them snow bears. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, drive. He'll get off the road and drive through the ditch and drive over trees. And yeah. I mean, it's it's a fun experience. The way they compress down to the ice and drill their holes. And you're staying in. I mean, we could sit in there like this, do a podcast in the snow bear. You could. That'd be cool. That would be cool. <laughs> If you can catch fish, it'd be pretty boring if you're well, just the, sitting in there. The nice thing about the podcast is you can do a podcast and you don't have to catch fish to do a yeah, podcast. Right. But it'd be nice to have interruptions of, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely hook up. I want to make a trip south somewhere for some blues and hopefully I can hook up with you guys to do it. Sounds expensive. Yeah. We got some spots. It'd be a good time. Expensive spots. It's all right. Free for everybody else. Just <laughs> expensive for you. Right. <laughs> now that we know the wants there. <laughs> right. That's no, just thanks, something. A, a bucket list that I want to do is go down and try to catch some blues. Yeah. It's we we can talk a little more after the podcast. You don't even have to go that far. Like yeah. through some information from some friends and I don't know, a little background information from things Hook I picked up. up that there's there's fish to be caught. That's around. why that's why I'm here asking you guys to do the favor. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when your parents would say, "We'll see." Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'll do that all the time. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I I I'd like to say thanks again. Like this is fun. You're full of shit, so you're a good podcast guest. And yeah, you need to clear up some more time so we can get you on again. Yeah, yeah we'll definitely, we'll definitely we, will. We, we need to talk a lot more for sure. But uh, thanks to everybody who took the time to listen. Uh, I'm going to do my little salesman pitch. If you want to support the podcast, check out Bushcraft Firestarters. They're badass. They, they start badass. fires. They, they work as advertised. Yeah. Uh, Waterland sunglasses. They block the sun they do. very well. Also, also as advertised. Polarized effectively. Yes. And pretty durable. Uh, I yeah, th- I, I can't destroy them, and I destroy everything. I, buy, I literally used to buy sunglasses three at a time. Because I would destroy them. Oh, yeah. And now? Now it's like, for me, it's... I have had them for a year. Yeah, I think one a year... That's sunglasses. eh? (laughs) Yeah. Like, like I'm I'm a little pampered, so I can go one a year. But if I wasn't pampered, I would definitely go one every two to three. Yeah. And I beat the shit out of them. So... uh, I said mine smell so bad because my hand's on the bait and fishing and... They stink, but I can see perfectly. Got glitter on them. <laughs> Got glitter on them. Scales <laughs> <laughs> and slime. But the promo code for Bigfoot Bushcraft is Spencer Bauer, and then the one for Waterland is RC15, and you save 15%. Yeah. And I feel like I'm missing something else. Share it. We got to. Oh, yes. That's it. I'd never talk about this. But, yeah, share the podcast. That helps out so much. Yeah. Leave a review on, on iTunes. And, or Apple or whatever the hell it is, and that helps promote it through recommendations. And, yeah, that all helps out a ton. And you guys, somebody must be doing something right because it's been progressing really well. Yes, and I appreciate it's it's kind of booming. So. I appreciate the hell out of it. We're on episode 52, I think this one will be. I can't count that high. So. My, my limit is 20. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can figure out why. Because you can't find 21. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. All right. Thanks for taking time to listen. Uh, hope you catch a giant. Thanks, guys.
Vote now in Waypoint TV's 2023 Series Showdown. Your favorite hunting and fishing shows are going head-to-head. Visit waypointtv.com to vote and be entered to win a giveaway from Element Outdoors. Cast your votes during each round until the champions are crowned. Get in the game and vote in the Series Showdown. Presented by Expedition Enterprises and Vote Trader. Only at waypointtv.com. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.